right, welcome everyone to a single tree podcast. We haven't recorded a an episode in almost a month, and wow, have things really shifted in our society and culture. When we recorded last time, we were talking a lot about the pandemic. We were kind of in the middle of that, and uh, we're, we still are sort of like in that, even though everything's opening back up. Um, but now there's just a lot of unrest in our society about um, George Floyd being killed, Ahmaud Arbery uh, being killed, and there are people organizing to march and um, riots that have been happening. And so understandably, um, people are upset and shaken and, and uh, unsettled by all of this and uh but it's just a totally different like feel Mm. every everywhere um it's like we've (laughs) awakened from this uh sleep or something and um there's a lot of anger and aggression and um you know obviously and understandably um people are angry and about uh what's happened and what's been happening for a long time. Um, Something that's part of our culture and our mentality and ourselves as individuals, which is not okay. And um, we just want to speak into that, I guess, today and kind of talk about, you know, what are some practical ways that we can work together to... um, be at peace understanding that's not really something that can happen quickly but will take some time and some work but um, obviously the right answer is not just to leave it alone and hope that it gets better or just to pretend like there's not a problem and so we just wanted to talk about all that today and, and kind of maybe offer some practical um ways to move in a positive direction on a micro level, on a personal level um, for people. And um, hopefully that helps. So, Yeah. Moving into the tension a little bit, right? Yeah. So let's do that. What are some of the thoughts that you've had? What do you think is helpful to talk about? Well, I mean, you know, like you said, the last time we did a podcast we were talking about the pandemic which which kind of had its own tension didn't it and then you know out of that unique kind of tension we're moving into another and you know you and I kind of see things similarly in some ways I think and take a pretty trauma-informed, self-reflective type of approach to this thing. And so, you know, we've talked about tension a lot, right? Off and on in a lot of different ways. And so here we are again talking about the tension, right? And how that... um, 
is an opportunity to open our eyes and awake to something that may need it may need to be um, addressed you know um, to open our eyes to something tension communicates things right so and may not always be the pleasant thing but it's definitely information that if we have the willingness you know to turn towards it <clears throat> we can pay attention to that tension and see what it has in store for us what the learning opportunity is or what the growth opportunity is so I mean trading one tension for another especially with what's going on right now in the social climate you know there's a lot of tension you know yeah. and um, I think it's it can be helpful <clears throat> at least for me um, to take a trauma-informed kind of approach to this, you know, because we all have a nervous system, right? And the nervous system's always trying to organize chaos. And with what's been going on, you know, over the last six months, pandemic and all of this, right? It's felt like chaos. And so... Um, that helps me take a really grounded and clear approach to the environment so that I can, so that I can understand what's happening and respond clearly. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely this uh, impulse to turn away from the tension. You know, it's it's uh, there's there's violence, literally violence, right? It's um, and it's difficult to look at. It's difficult to talk about. You know, we want it to just go away. Some of us, um, and so, you know, I, I think it's good that a lot of people are speaking up and speaking out and marching and getting involved and stuff like that because it's like you know let's not be silent and let's let's not just let this thing happen and try to stay away from it and and all of that and and because that's kind of a that's kind of um, a natural impulse is you know something's unsettling or chaotic you know we want to get away from it or we want to stay safe right yeah keep ourselves safe keep ourselves our nervous systems want to be organized like you said and and uh so it's good to if we can move toward it st step into it you know and figure out how we can respond in a constructive way instead of just you know trying to seek safety not mm. that that's you know that's always a bad thing that's an important you know part of staying alive but um you know this this thing needs attention so yeah and that's just kind of you know when i see it that's just what's happened like happening like collectively you know there's this collective tension there's this tension that's been building and it's a tension that 
It's attention that none of us are 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 disconnected or separate from, right? It 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 in it, it involves us all whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know that that I think that tension is is asking all of us to kind of move into that pay attention to it and respond to it individually and and collectively so that we can move move into something different but if we don't turn towards that tension individually right we definitely cannot collectively and i think that's the that's the difficulty that we're trying to collectively figure out is you know i think the protests are definitely an effort to try to um reveal right um to to expose something it's 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 an expression of the tension which i think is extremely you know that's really important but what also is included in that is for everyone in the collective to reflect individually and see their own connection to that tension and respond to it individually as well because that's where it's like that's where I think the real core kind of change comes from is is each one of us looking at and responding to this tension individually and moving into it, you know, with with clarity and in our hearts and exploring what what that has to communicate to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> you know, it's like you said the protests and um marches and even to some degree riots, you know, um are good to draw awareness to something that there's a problem you know i think and on a macro level um we have to see that there's a problem and and uh you know those people you know speaking out um you know and and uh you know trying to send a message send some some messages um on that level is good because we need we need to act we need to um have awareness that that this is a big deal right mm-hmm. so that so that we have impetus to act um and uh yeah that's all good you know so and then to maybe solve the problem or get closer to you know where this sort of thing isn't happening and you know we're really working to bridge the racial divide um going to have to have to happen on a micro level which means an individual level but even um more micro than that is like you know what is actually happening inside our bodies and our nervous systems that is perpetuating violence you know perpetuating um racism and aggression and at its worst violence um that's where we really have to to work on ourselves you know yeah because i think the the, the 
what you're seeing through the protest and either the, either the either the protest or or the violence it's a collective expression of what's happening in our in our nervous systems and the difficulty we're having navigating the tension and trying to find a solution you know to to the problem it's it's the protest and the violence are a macro expression or of what's what's mm-hmm. happening on our individual you know in our individual mm-hmm. nervous systems for sure yeah i want to say you know before we get into maybe like how what's happening on an individual level for in our nervous systems how we respond to threat um you know how does violence come about stuff like that um you know i want to acknowledge that um you know that racism um you know seeing someone other than you who is different than you a different color than you um is a systemic thing and so it's not it's you know it hasn't just come about in our time it has come about um you know the the systemic racism that is present in in all of us to some degree um and in our culture has come about over hundreds thousands of years mm-hmm. um and so it's not to say that you know each of us as individuals has just like um come upon this tension in us or you know or um you know that this racism is just an individual thing it's it's really been it's been going on for hundreds and thousands of years and we kind of live in the in the uh you know ripples of um what's happened before and so you know um you know people who are um who have endured oppression and racism over hundreds and thousands of years um are still living in the after effects of that that still lives in some ways in their nervous system and so um of course they're going to be angry you know um of course there's going to be upset and unrest and you know that can lead to violence it doesn't have to but um i just want to acknowledge that like this isn't a thing that has just now come about because of these killings or the current violence or anything like that this this tension has been there for a long time there have been people of color who've been oppressed and marginalized and um pushed down for hundreds and thousands of years and that's and that's not okay right and Mm -hmm. so what's happening in their nervous systems is not just because of what's happened to them personally it's because it's been going on for um all of that time and and so we still live with that yeah absolutely and so yeah, I just want to provide that as context because, you know, what we're talking about on an individual level certainly is true and present, but it's not without a context. You a know? bigger, yeah, context there. And so, yeah, just wanted to say that. And, you know, maybe it's helpful now to, you know, having sort of set up that as a, a backdrop um, to just talk about how it does happen in our nervous systems on an individual level and what is going on there. And, um, 
you know, how we can move through kind of experiencing threat um, in a way that we can practice nonviolence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, ba- basically, anytime you might experience threat, um, you know, when you see all of these things going on, when you see violence in these, you know, there's these videos that are obviously cir- circulating that everyone's watched. Like, even if you haven't been part or near any of those things, like watching those videos, there's this real, like, visceral reaction that's happening in all of us. We don't have to be actually present. The violence doesn't even have to be happening to us or near us. Um, we are experiencing this activation of our nervous systems because of threat, because we see people like us being um, hurt. <laughs> we, we see actually see violence happening, right? And so we're all having this nervous system reaction um, that we need to learn to navigate, you know? Yeah, and so that's what's interesting, you know, it's watching, you know, some of the media, I've been pretty aware of how watching it makes makes my body feel, right? Makes my nervous system feel, for sure. And I wonder, though, if if for some people, when, when they watch that, If there's if there's almost kind of like a numbing response mm-hmm. to what they're seeing because because that because that feeling when you watch that you know the the media is 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 really uncomfortable you know what I mean and I wonder I wonder if if some people watch that or read stories you know different things like that and there's almost kind of this unconscious numbing to that feeling. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're, when your nervous system gets activated and overwhelmed, you know, which, um, sometimes, you know, for a lot of us, I will admit to this, like, it's just too much, you know, like to watch someone being, you know, um, held down and like um, someone else perpetrating violence on them like <laughs> that's pretty overwhelming you know yeah. and part of what happens in our nervous system then is we disconnect from it you know kind of have a we you know have a dissociative experience we say and, and uh, it's just hard to stay in it it's hard to stay connected to it especially if you don't feel like there's anything you can do about it and so that feeling of helplessness makes uh, some maybe some of us even more inclined to Mm -hmm. to numb but i think about the implications of the numbing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i you know i'm no social scientist but you know when when there's something in the environment that's that's triggering a a disturbing feeling to you, right? And there's this unconscious numbing. I I have to think that 
at least one of the implications to that is almost almost um a numbing of your of your perspective on the thing do you, do you see what i mean it it almost inhibits it almost could inhibit understanding or empathy mm-hmm. you know um compassion different things like that because there's this unconscious numbing of of what what you're seeing or what you're witnessing or a rejection sure yeah i mean you numb disconnect from something and and it kind of shuts down all of your responses you know constructive and otherwise you know so any compassion that you might show or anything you might do to act you know in the situation or um you know try to change something or move toward it and and you know do something about it all of that kind of is shut down because you're just too overwhelmed and and so you move away from it or just kind of like nothing's happening (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and yet i think when we're in that state there's still some conscious awareness of what's uh going on you know and um you know i think when when your nervous system like feels ready it can move back into the situation and hopefully act in a constructive way. So anyway, why don't we just talk about, you know, all of those responses that, I mean, people basically understand the idea of fight or flight. And then there's the freeze response, which a lot of times happens when there's no good uh, response or that you have that helpless feeling. Um, You can become, um, dissociated and kind of numb to it and also like uh immobile like not not able to do anything which is the freeze response um and these are all kind of natural things that that happen in response to like a threat or when you feel threatened yourself yeah yeah, there's fear um or there's you know some people some you know we all have different responses to fear you know and some of us in the face of fear will numb some of us will um go against it and show um show anger right mm-hmm. i mean so i think one of the helpful things that that we could talk about maybe is is how it could be helpful for us to to get good at understanding our own nervous system's response to fear because it can it looks different for everyone you know when 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 person a is scared they may they may exhibit um anger or even violence others may uh freeze and withdraw and go silent you know there are there are a lot of different responses to fear and some sometimes i think it could be really good for us to understand our own individual response to that so that out of that awareness we have an opportunity to not only recognize what's going on and and acknowledge it because any of the responses inherently aren't bad it's just 
what is, but out of that awareness, then we have an opportunity to to decide how we're going to move through that and not only move through that but beyond it and and try to try to expand mm-hmm. you know our responses to fear you know yeah so let's just walk through them one at a time you know and, and talk about how it happens how it's normal and and just you know how it can be healthy a healthy response um you know, a lot of uh, us, all of us, when we're um, experiencing what we perceive as threat, you know, and and a lot of this is this is happening all over the place because part of the thing that I think I'm seeing happen, a lot of people are seeing happen, um, that's so tragic is like there are like sides to this issue and mm-hmm. like every issue. Um, at this point in our society, but, um, you know, uh, people sort of are up in arms if they read something in an article or, you know, someone, um, makes an opinion that they don't agree with. And then, you know, there's this, obviously part of the way they respond to that is, um, you know, to like, um, oppose and you know maybe have this sort of like violent response rise up within them which is totally normal Mm -hmm. we're human we're also animals you know um and so that's a totally normal thing but we have to learn how to practice healthy aggression um in order that we don't just perpetuate violence and aggression right like so it's really obvious but like there's bad stuff going on, you know, like people are different. They have differing opinions about the issues, about everything that's gone on, you know. And so there's this natural like rising up of anger within us, you know. And um, and so we, we can tend to like then perpetuate that by like being violent or even like speaking violently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's obviously a, a mistake and it's not going to work to solve the problem. Now, mm. And I'm not saying like, don't speak up and I'm not saying there's not an appropriate time to fight for a cause and to fight for what you believe in, but the way you do it is really important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you know, all, all of this, you know, it's, it's, these these responses are a fear fear response it's it's energy it's it's an energetic thing right when you refine it all down like in the nervous system and that energy it needs to move and i think that you know the the masses aren't necessarily trained or talk about it's not in our social dialogue about you know trauma response or nervous response but you know that that in that energy is there and it it has to move and you know i think what you're saying is is true we have to we have to be able to have an awareness of these subtle responses so that we can consciously 
make a decision for ourselves how we want to let that energy move and and express right because if if we're not conscious of it if we're not aware of it it's it's just this energy that's uncomfortable and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds until you all you know you kind of have this pressure cooker situation where you're just unconsciously at your limit with that energy and it's just expressed unconsciously you know what i mean and that that has an effect on on the collective you know what i mean on another person's nervous system you know what i mean and then mm -hmm. it's just this like you said it's perpetual you're just passing on violence yeah which is obviously not the solution. So, you know, everybody understands it's natural to react in anger, aggression, when uh, you feel threatened or, um, yeah, you even just witness someone else being threatened or violence occurring um, toward them. And so um, maybe we just can talk about what does like healthy aggression look like? What's mm. a healthy response to the things that we see going on? You know, I so, think we we would be speaking to one of the main the main problems that we're experiencing individually and collectively is how how do we do this? You know, mm -hmm. and I think we're struggling to find ways individually and collectively yeah. to do that. Yeah, one of the ways that a lot of people are doing now is just speaking out and speaking up, you know. Um, and again, it's the way that you do that is important. Um, you know, we can use threatening language, which um, sort of perpetuates the problem, right? It's, it's violent language. We can have violence within us, even if we are not um, perpetrating violence on another human being. Or on ourselves um, you know and it's sort of this just impulse to um, dominate it's this impulse to like uh, protect self um, at all costs which means you may be um, harming someone else in doing that um, and if that's kind of the heart or the kind of motivation with which we speak um, in order to you know have others feel the same type of threat or fear that we feel ourselves then um, again we're just part of the problem and there's a lot of that type of language going on now in our culture but to say um, but to speak up um, and say what's happening is not okay that what has happened you know violence or black or brown people being killed um, is not okay and it has to stop and all those kinds of things. This, that's a version of healthy aggression I think that I could endorse. Sure, yeah, I, you know, it, anger in, in and of itself is a, is a natural response, you know, um, fear. But anger in and of itself is, is the, it, you know, it arises for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not there for no reason. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's bad, but I think we have such a difficulty 
with with the energy or the emotion of of anger because there are so many social kind of constructs around it like you know it's you know people that are angry or are are bad and hurtful and violent and that certainly can be the case but i think you know and it goes back to what you were saying a couple of minutes ago we we have to figure out better ways to hold and experience these difficult energies or emotions like anger and fear like collectively and individually we've got to figure out better ways to hold these energies and maybe one way for us to start finding better ways to hold these energies is to get clear on what our what our natural immediate response is to those energies so that we can have an opportunity to make those responses more more complex so you know i have a certain kind of response to fear mm-hmm. and because i am somewhat aware of what my natural response is to fear i i know that it's important for me to be able to hold that response well mm-hmm. and to let it be there so that i can find so that i can give myself an opportunity to express it in a more dynamic and complex way does that make sense mm-hmm. and i know what my natural response is to to anger and i know that because of that natural response it's it's important for me to hold that response well and while i'm holding it it allows me to enter into a a more complex and dynamic way of expressing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you don't just act on the impulse right away. Right. Um, You know, when you feel anger, you know, just go for it and do whatever. I mean, if we just follow those impulses, we don't have the complexity, like you're saying, is needed for um, human interaction, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to mediate relationships um that are peaceful yeah if we all just went around acting on the impulses you know these animal animalistic impulses to um control and dominate and and uh you know achieve safety then we wouldn't be we wouldn't have a um very good social um dynamic (laughs) but but i think that i think that that is that is happening you know sure. that sure. that a, a lot of us are just unconsciously responding on these impulses and i think that's why we're seeing what we're seeing is because it's like we have to mm-hmm. we have to find ways to be more complex and find more yeah. robust ways to express these energies the energies aren't the problem you know it's it's our 
it's our inability or our, our capacity to hold them and to have an awareness of them experientially while they're happening mm -hmm. so that we can broaden them out right you know i mean yeah i like that that um, language of com having a more complex response um you know uh which might mean you know i mean as we as we sort of try to enact healthy aggression um a way to think about that is you know that i'm not just seeking to win and dominate which perpetuates the um, same old system um, it is you know a more complex response might be i'm angry about this it's not okay something has to change and also i'm dealing with other human beings here who might be experiencing some of the same fear and you know responses that i'm having and so um again if you just go around acting in violence um, it's going to beget more violence um and so like just having this more complex like um understanding that yeah none of, none of this is okay and also, like, if we're going to get to a solution, we're going to have to work together, right? Sure. Well, see, this is at least, and I will only speak from my, from my perspective, but and <laughs> it's relative, right? But you know, for from my experience, I, I the energy of of anger can come strong and and mm -hmm. quick for me. And that can feel really overwhelming to me mm -hmm. and has in the past. And that, because of that, because of the, the quickness and the energy of, of, of that anger, the nervous system is definitely at that point, or, you know, my felt sense of me, right, is feeling pretty out of control and wanting to get some sort of control over this really strong fast energy right and the nervous system's definitely going to come swoop in right almost as as a reactive measure to try to get control over that energy and it and it comes through it comes through concepts like you know we in that moment where it's it's the the nervous system experience can definitely definitely be me versus them mm -hmm. right or the you know, the perspective when the nervous system is trying to get get control over that chaos of of the anger can be very black and white Th does that make sense mm -hmm. in in the moment and that's you know literally and figuratively you know what kind of what we're seeing now there's mm -hmm. you know when that energy of anger is so strong and the nervous system's trying to get some sort of control over it or having difficulty managing it mm -hmm. there's this there's there's this ex very extreme rigid kind of thinking right and that happens because the 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 nervous system is trying to organize 
the chaos of this really strong emotion of either, you know, fear, anger, different things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult for anyone to learn how to manage that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It takes, it takes quite a bit of work to come up with a complex response. Um, but we really have to mediate that energy and, you know, kind of, maybe use the gas and the brake a little bit for a metaphor um, and how to come up with some kind of complex response. We need to speak up. We need to act. Um, and also we need to be um, mindful as we do it, that we, we, we actually want to change the cycle of violence, you know, and make sure that we're, um, getting to reconciliation right which means um relationships are improving not not just between people groups but between individual people um and that is where we have to work on this individual um you know internal nervous system um, activation and how we use that in a constructive way let's talk about the flight response too um, which is another really powerful like impulse that we feel when we're afraid or we experience uh, what we what we perceive as threat um, and that's just a little bit of what we were talking about earlier which is just the desire to kind of get away from um, the tension to get away from violence in order to establish a sense of safety which I think the way that operates um, for a lot of people is just don't look at it. Um, don't look at the problems and the issues. Let's just hope it dies down and goes away, which obviously it's not going to. Um, but also I think just moving away from people who are different from you, mm -hmm. um, which is obviously a problem when you're trying to build a relationship and, um, you know, kind of work toward reconciliation. Um, because people who are different from us look different from us, believe different from us, um, s sort of are threatening to us. Um, we can tend to just move away from them, not want to talk to them, not engage, not work on those individual relationships, um, which is just as big of a problem maybe as, you know, uh, perpetuating the violence. And so um, we have to work on a mediated response to threat when we're when we're the type of person who maybe to, in this situation would tend toward um, fleeing from a situation mm -hmm. so what do you think a constructive response looks like when you experience that sort of sort of flight energy well i mean i think <laughs> the first and most important step is to acknowledge that that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Um, because if you don't do that, then you can't really have any kind of insight or do anything differently. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think you can be reflective about how that response over time, maybe in the past, has played out or manifested. A lot of times that can look like minimizing mm -hmm. you know and like a 
like you said, I think that can be just as bad as as violence, just another form, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it gives I think it gives you the opportunity to really take an honest look at what that response is, you know, minimizing it. Once again, it's it's just another way to try to organize chaos. But if you can't be reflective about the honest implications of what minimizing does, then you're not going to do anything differently, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if if that tends to be someone's default is to minimize and they can give themselves an opportunity to practice awareness of when that's happening or when they're wanting to do it and be reflective on maybe how that's played out or the implications of, you know, in the past, then I think it gives them the opportunity to choose, okay, in in the future, in the midst of my desire to want to minimize, how do I want to respond? I mean, that that gives us an opportunity to think about how we want to respond to respond to the response. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of just unconsciously responding, now we're putting ourselves in an opportunity to consciously respond to the response. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, maybe it's an opportunity to decide, you know what? In in the midst of this this urge to want to minimize... I'm going to just stay as present and awake as I can in, in in this in this moment without without trying to do that. I'm just going to hold that desire to minimize as well as I can, but not actively minimize, but I'm not going to run. I'm going to stay I'm going to stay present and acknowledge and keep my eyes open here. Mm-hmm. Instead of just looking away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to think about. Um, there's this, you know, idea that, you know, to stay silent is, you know, if you're, if you're not speaking up and, and engaging this, then you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and, you know, there, there can be quite a bit of shame for those of us who um, just want to move away from this and turn a blind eye or put our head in the sand um, because of that. Right. And, and, you know, obviously there are all kinds of different ways people are speaking out social media and, um, and other ways. And, um, you know, I think, I think sometimes uh, when we tend to like move away from these types of things, it is like you're saying it's trying to figure out like how what what is my way of responding to it you know or how can i move into this rather than moving away from it and i just want to say you know for those of us who would tend to move away from something like this that you know uh there's not only one way to like speak up or speak out oh yeah for a lot of people it's it's going to social media so everybody knows what they think it might be 
you know, joining a protest or doing a march or something like that, um, you know, uh, might be just uh, speaking out in social situations and stuff like that about what, what you think and what is going on in all of this for you, you know, for other people, it might be um, just having a conversation with some loved ones or friends, you know, um, and talking about what you're experiencing yourself and what you think about things and maybe what you might do together, how you might act together, you know, and so, um, yeah, I would just encourage people not to, um, allow that shame to like continue to shut you down, but that you're able to like, just find some constructive way. It doesn't have to be whatever everybody else is doing or, um, but like, if you can move into it, if you can move toward it and speak, say something, you know, even just writing would be yeah a constructive response that's moving toward. Yeah. Th- you know, I, once again, you know, there's this fight, flight, freeze, right? And, and everyone has their own kind of style or, or, or response, you know, and to me, you know the 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 best the best way to give yourself an opportunity to move into greater complexity is to just own the response you know what i mean because it's not there's inherently there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the response that's just that's just kind of the habit that your nervous system has picked up, right? And it, it's 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 what we do with it that that is the most important thing. It's it's the responding to the response. You know, if if there's a natural kind of proclivity to kind of want to move away and be be quiet, there's, you know, you can silently move mountains. You know what I mean? And there you know there are silent protests different things like that so it's you know you you could really benefit from you know examining your own kind of personal responses to these and owning them so that because i think that gives you an opportunity to find a way that feels good to you right Mm -hmm. to to move into that complexity and and be a part of something that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's true that um, culturally we need those people who are going to act, you know, and be um, verbal and expressive and loud. And we also need people who are going to quietly sort of contemplate. Mm-hmm. Um, solutions and how they can you know sort of um, be a peaceful person within and live them out right yeah yeah and so you know we need all kinds and um, if we are each sort of like um, figuring out ways that that we in our you know personal experience can um, move toward um, solutions then we are doing our part right so if you feel that impulse to get away from this and just um, turn a blind eye to it uh, yeah notice that that's happening and 
maybe figure out some way that feels like it's right to you to move toward the tension, um, to move toward others who are different from you and, and just build relationship. Yeah, I think I think part of the problem is that we we have these these certain responses and maybe someone who has a response to to like move away thinks well you know I have to force myself to to um to be like this other person who's very vocal and speaks out and I would say well that's that's one possibility but that 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 isn't the only possibility and what would be helpful is 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 to find a way is to find a way that that feels natural you know what i mean mm-hmm. and because if 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 we're putting ourselves in a situation where where we have these these responses and we're trying to force ourselves into an unnatural kind of expression you know that that doesn't feel good to us i would say nine times out of ten we're going to be stopped in our tracks like we've got to find some some way to be active in a way that is natural to us and that looks that looks a number of different ways mm-hmm. yeah we'll talk about the freeze response just a little bit it's pretty similar to what we're saying you know but basically when we experience what we perceive as threat and then don't feel like there's any good option, you know, enacting some of these impulses to fight or get away from. Um, we just enter this immobility, um, which is, you know, problematic for a lot of different reasons, but it's like, it's like we were talking about earlier, you know, there's, um, kind of this numbness that can go along with it where we can't really act or, you know, uh, even process information or have any sort of compassion for another, um, which is problematic for, um, obvious reasons. Uh, we wouldn't be able to act enact any of these, um, constructive or helpful responses and be part of change just just because we're kind of in this state of, um, yeah, freeze, (laughs) you know, which is, um, just like it sounds, um, and again, you know, I would just reiterate, like, that's also a normal thing to have happen when you experience threat and you feel like there's no good option or no recourse that you can um, engage. And, uh, you know, the hope is that um, you will eventually sort of come out of that state and be ready to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will. And a lot of times we enter into freeze because there's no, um, there's not a safe, we're not in a safe environment, you know? And so to come out of it would be dangerous. It would be too scary. And so, um, you know, if that's how you're feeling in all of this, which is very likely a lot of people are in a freeze state, unable to do anything, um, you need to maybe, um, just get some supportive presence around you, which would be um, someone who can help. And maybe what you need to do then if you're in that state is um, just to work through your own sort of like trauma and 
um, fear in order to be able to sort of come back to life in a way um, and then be ready to sort of engage some of these healthy responses that we've been talking about. Does that make sense? Absolutely. As... And you're going to be able to do these things that you're talking about and suggesting if if you're willing to just be aware of and to acknowledge that that's the response that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Out of the acknowledgement of the re that, that, that freeze place that you're in, if you can consciously acknowledge that, then you can give yourself an opportunity to, like you said, put people around you who can support you, you know, you know, and these other suggestions. Absolutely. Yeah. My fear would be that there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of people who are experiencing threat. We're all experiencing some sort of tension and, you know, these responses are natural, um, but that we wouldn't, you know, re really take responsibility for our own individual fear responses um, and be able to form some type of complex, um, constructive response to the fear, mm -hmm. to the tension, and to each other, you know, that we would just stay and freeze or, or that we would um, just, you know, act with violence within us um, or that we would just you know, want to get away from the situation and like uh, pretend like that's a solution because, you know, it kind of works for us individually or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that's just why we're talking about this, right? Is so that we can help people identify, yeah, be aware of what's going on inside of them as all this goes on and, and figure out like, okay, if that's what's happening, I need to own my part of this. Um, which is very true. We all have this going on within us in some way, kind of like you were saying. And so if we can just work on our own responses to threat, um, you know, we'll move, we'll definitely move toward um, a solution that is, um, works on a more systemic or societal level, um, but it has to start with what's going on inside of us right now right. well said we'll wrap up with that uh we'd love to hear you know comments we could maybe we can further this discussion as we move forward and um yeah just want to you know encourage everyone to find that sort of peaceful type of response maybe also with some healthy aggression inside themselves and um, just be, be able to act in ways that work for them. That's right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.